Today, I will talk with Carol on Google Analytics 4. What it is? Why did Google abandon the analytics platform we all know and have used for decades? I know Carol really has some interesting insight for you today. And in the end of the episode, he'll give some insider tips on how to start mastering GA4. So make sure to listen to the end. Welcome to the show, Carol. Can you give a short introduction to yourself? Yes, thanks for having me in. Uh, my name is Carol. I work at Vimo as a web analyst, and uh, mainly I'm focusing on how to collect the data from our customers that will help them get more data-driven decision about their businesses, how to push it forwards, what are the best KPIs that they that can use, and uh, that's the one that they are using right now are uh really the one that they should be following and uh, yeah my role is uh, a bit of uh, in crossroads between CRO, UX and data so uh, a little bit of everything but uh, end in mind is just to find the answer to the those burning questions about what what can we do to perform better and personally, uh, I'm a dog owner. I'm a dog person. Uh, I love to have walks with my dog. And uh, I like to build some Lego sets, especially the ones that are related to vehicles. And my last build was uh, DeLorean from Back to the Future because I'm an 80s kid. So uh, I love it. I love this movie. I love it. It's, uh, it's a classic. Absolutely. So yeah, we um, I spoke with you and invited you on the show because I wanted to talk a little bit about um, a little bit about Google Analytics. It has been a hot topic for I would say the last year, um, <clears throat> and the main reason for that is that Google announced end of life on the Google Analytics that we all know, and they said the end of life would be in July 2023. So basically, um, over summer here. And I find it quite interesting because personally, I started working with in, professionally with web and web development in two, 2007 and Google Analytics or Universal Analytics was the de facto standard in the industry. So already then it was the tool that you just used as a default to track visitors, to track your conversions or whatever it was. I remember later on the e-commerce e um, um, add-on came into a analytics as well. And uh, I think it has been a tool that have provided merchants and any webmasters over the years a lot of insight into what they should be looking at and tracking and what they should be improving. And for Vimod as well, I would say that when we work with clients, we would just assume that we use Google Analytics. We will mainly do the technical setup and we're just expecting the client team to be quite experienced in using it. So... I think it's very interesting because this has never been something that we have been speaking a lot with clients about because GA was really the main dominant or the, or the universal analytics platform was, was the dominant player and was just the standard. So why did Google really decide to sunset um, universal analytics and launch GA4 instead? Yeah, that's, that's a really great question to ask. And uh, I can tell you that it was a journey, I can say, 
because uh, a few years ago, if you used Google Analytics and you created a new property, you had this uh, three options to choose. One was application, one was web, and one was beta. So basically, what we then saw in beta was what we right now seeing as GA4. And um, the reason behind it was that the web is changing. And the uh, tool that was the same for, I can say, 15 years was not good enough to follow what we see right now on the web with more uh users browsing from mobile, more sites, more clients having their own apps that are connected to websites. So uh, to ensure the best um, data collection, the best data analysis and have like one data lake where we can collect all the data from from different platforms. This is why Google basically tried to create a tool that will allows you to connect more than one data source to see the data that are flowing there. And this was somehow available in old analytics. We both call it universal analytics, but I know that for many uh, listeners, it's still just Google Analytics. So uh, yeah, so we will be using this probably interchangeably, but uh, in old analytics, we had this new, this property that pr- I think almost no one used. Uh, and this was one of the reasons. So uh, to update the interface that will now reflect more on many different sources to uh, create a better user experience and also to encourage users to try connect more than one data source to to one property. This was the reason why Google decided to sunset Google Analytics. And I can tell you that GA4 is with us over two years right now. And until it was announced that it will be, uh, that the Universal Analytics will have the sunset date, almost nobody was interested to moving forward. So I think this was also one of the reasons behind that they had to set a date and turn off the data collection. Uh, So yeah, this is why. But basically, my reasons is that we have to be prepared and Google have to be prepared to new web, to new ways how People interact with web pages and web applications, and they want to give us tool that will allows us to use it in a good way. Yeah, it's it's, it's interesting how experiences are changing, right? So we've been used to a lot of it just happening on a web page, and then over the years, mobile came along. So back in the days, I remember every site that we built as well was just for desktop, just one desktop site. And suddenly it's multi-site. Suddenly it's like mobile as well, and and how things are going in the VR and AR world, I think there's going to be a new whole new dimension of analytics that both Google and other platforms need to take into into account on. How do you as a company, how do you actually measure across all these different touch points and platforms and so on, get one unified view of your analytics? So, okay, that's um, that's interesting. But I think one of the main questions many people would have now is like, we, we now passed the end of life deadline that Google has been whenever you logged into the interface, there was a big countdown and a lot of merchants has been worried about what will happen. But now we on the other side, what, what, what happens to universal analytics now? Okay, so this is an um, interesting thing and we can look at it 
from few perspectives. So first of all, if you haven't done anything, you right now have new auto-configured GA4 property, which probably collecting data not the way you wanted to collect. Uh, so yeah, you still have something. But basically, right now in Universal Analytics, data collection has stopped. You should think of reports as a information at glance. So you get your overview. It's not as detailed as it could be, but if you really want to go deep and understand the user behaviors, the numbers behind it, uh, every metric, then you should either recreate your report in exploration report, uh, exploration section, or use BigQuery, which is a completely different topic, but also important. But understanding those two things, that they are two different data sets, is really important. Uh, you will see many times those differences could be really high. We could be more prone to some data restrictions or not having full data sets in standard reporting. And on top of that, of course, you may see that you missing on a report you really liked, like, for example, mobile versus desktop devices, which is not right now not there. But going back to your original question, I can say that uh, the complexity behind this is uh, basically based on your needs. So uh, in my opinion, right now, this is more the tool that you need to be aware of what you really want to achieve, because you can achieve basically most of it. But right now, you don't have this all standard reports that one suits for all occasions. And uh, for everyone who re who used Google Analytics and used custom reports, so like you said, this was something that you often go and quickly create a report for yourself. This is how you basically should treat right now exploration section. But think of it also that you can mark all of those exploration to your at glance report, let's call them like this, and have those information there. So yeah, complexity is there. Uh, I can tell you one one more thing. This is uh, maybe in th this is interesting, but uh, you have to be aware more right now about data scope. What is uh, what 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 is the data scope? So uh, right now we have two scopes at least. So one is the user scope and the second is the session scope. We have also event scope. So with each of this, you have different metrics. So if you combine metrics from user scope with event scope, it won't work. You will just don't see the numbers. So uh, you see another level of complexity with this. Uh, but if you logged in just to uh, G4 right now, you will see that you have this breaking down on traffic acquisition, for example, and user acquisition. So these are like this. This is showing you this uh, this difference between those scopes. Uh, but this is also something that shows you uh, what I said at the beginning that right now we are more focused on. Mm, users and user experience, not only on sessions. Yeah, and I think so. If I go back to 
just trying to recap some of the things that you said is is that with, with GA4, it's a, it's a modern platform that is built for the world that we're in right now. Um, and also maybe also creating a more flexible analytics platform for the future as well. We n- None of us know what's going to happen in, in five years' time. Secondly, the metrics that it's core build around is also the metrics that businesses tend to focus more on today. So sessions is less important, but actually the actual user experience is key. So that's really what's put forward and, and centered in that and one of the core metrics it is around. You also mentioned that... Um, it gives more flexibility. Uh, it's, it gives more flexibility, but with that also comes more uh, complexity, which means that companies looking into this and even us needs to be aware that this does require configuration. It's not just installing the scripts or whatever it is or setting it up, but it's actually it needs to be configuration inside the tool itself to get the data that the client needs because it pivots around the client business. Um, and I think I think I think the the um, the, the last uh, question I have for you is like, what do you like besides the things I mentioned? Is there other clear or you know, the two or three benefits that you see, or metrics that you see businesses are able to capture with GA four that they were not able to do in the past? Yeah, so I can tell you that most important ones. So those are the user base, the new one. So we are all used to look at uh, session conversion rate or just conversion rate. So for most businesses, this was the most important metric to see how they perform if this was in e-commerce territory. So right now we have new metrics related to conversion rate, which in my opinion is something that was long overdue. It's called user conversion rate which basically doesn't look how many sessions you have, but how many users uh, you have that converted. So for most businesses, this would be more important than knowing that some users had like 10 sessions and convert once on this session. But right now it's uh, related to users. That's an industry-changing thing, right? Because conversion rates, uh, when we compare, we say like average 2% in the industry is, you know, benchmark in many industries. And some, if you're a brand, it goes a little bit lower because you might just have a lot of window shoppers. But this change will change how we think about the conversion rate. Yeah, exactly. And I can tell you that in most cases, it's already higher than session conversion rate because it's common to a single user create uh, create more sessions. So those industry standards probably will also change in the future that what we are looking at. But understanding this difference and having this uh, mindset that the user is most important. And right now with capability of, for example, adding data from application and website in one place. So you can see conversion rate from application and conversion rate from website in one report, uh, which makes it really cool to be able to see and compare what is working, what is bringing you the most revenue, what are the difference between within those platforms without exporting the data outside. Uh, and one important thing that is really connected, uh, next important thing that is really connected to this is that we write right now abandoning the bounce rate, the metric that was looked at for years. So if we had a low bounce rate, we're good and it was cool. Yes. Uh, but 
it, if you just understood how bounce rate works, you know it wasn't the best metric to really look at because it was easy to manipulate with some different things that you could add to your tracking. So right now, in manner of tracking users and uh, tracking their behaviors, we have something that is called engagement rate, uh, which basically revert those bounce rate metrics and it counts users that are engaged with your site and you have three standard standard things that you have to do to be count as engaged user and based on this you can really understand the how user interacts with your application or on your or your site so it's in my opinion better, but it's also something that we need to get used to because everyone is looking for a rate. And I can tell you that Google Analytics even uh, uh, just step back and bring back bounce rate because many users just yeah. uh, scream at them that hey, where is our bounce rate? How can I now understand how, how my my site performs and. Uh, they bring it back, but I, I, I guess that's the that's the evolution and the challenge. I, I think we as a business had it when we went from Magento one to Magento two. Is is like, hey, this works in this way, and that's when you start comparing, right? Um, but it's interesting with the with the engagement um, KPI because that's one thing that we usually in the conversation we had with clients that whenever we do something, they want to measure the customer experience, right? They, they, they want to measure, are we providing a good customer experience? Are people, you know, getting to the side and do they start browsing around? And that metric has been quite difficult to nail down in the past because there was no metric for that in universal analytics. Yes, you can measure bounce rate, but that, as you say, was not really a good metric for that. It didn't really say with people will start browsing around or start to engaging with the site that you have. So, so I think that, that's great and it just kind of um, supports uh, what you say earlier that, that this, you know, one of the main benefits here is that we get more user-centric or customer-centric uh, KPIs for businesses to use. So, but I think <clears throat> I think there's a lot of rabbit holes um, that we can continue talking about. And um, the more I talk with you, the more engaged I, I, I get as well. Um, and I, I guess we could be here for a few hours and just talking about the opportunities and the challenges um, um, that that is with with the GA four. If you if you want to give a recommendation to like anybody listening to this podcast on you know, where where to start, like how to get a grasp if, if you're a project manager or consultant or engineer that, that wants to, hey, I, I want to understand GA4 and I want to understand how to work with it. Where do we, rec- where do we recommend um, them and us to start? Because I, I feel I, I want to deep dive into it as well. So, of course, we have official documentation, but uh, in my opinion, it's written in a way that really doesn't explain a lot. So, you can check there because you will probably have uh, information that you look for, but they are not digestible. I can say it like this. Uh, but then you have official community uh, forum, which is really helpful. And I don't know does anyone who listened to us had a chance to use this forum, but there are real users who face the real uh, problems and this is uh, a good community. Uh, so we have to start with official uh, thing, and I can tell you that there is an official certification of GA4, but it really doesn't give you any 
actionable knowledge that you can use. It's more show you the interface and maybe some basic metrics. Uh, but I can uh, recommend two places where you can go if you want to learn more and see how you should do some things. So first site is Analytics Mania. Uh, this is uh, run by a guy named Julius. He's well known in measurement world. He also run his YouTube channel. So on, this, on his site, you can find articles that are orientated on uh, achieving one goal. So for example, if you look how to add SEO reports to your site, you can look for this kind of uh, article and then you will find the answer how to do it. Uh, of course, those are those articles are not connected in a structured way, but uh, if you want, you can buy the training from for them where it goes through all the chapters and so on. But most of the knowledge is available on the site. And the second place when you can go is a blog of another guy, which uh, which name is Simo Ahava. He's also well known, and I think this guy is amazing. He made a, a lot of uh, help to measurement community with the tools that he created. But uh, I can tell you that he's more orientated on uh, technical side of tracking. So you find there more articles about data layer about how to configure tracking than just like using reports. So, but those would be the two main sources where I would send someone who want to get knowledge uh, and ask questions. Of course, uh, here at Vimo, you can always try to ask me. Uh, and in most cases, I will know what you need to do to have what you need. Good stuff, and and um, we will also post the links to this in the uh, in in the in the show notes um, as well for all of you to go and find that. The last question I have for you is not really related to analytics. It's a it's a question that we uh, like to ask all the people um, being on this podcast. Um, is there any book, or show, or movie that you recently or just in general can recommend to? Uh, to uh, the listeners. Yes, yes, I can tell you that. Uh, and they will be, uh, the, the books that I recommend will be connected to analytics because uh, I can tell you that I'm Surprise. passionate about. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, but before that, I can uh, recommend a show which is called Hijacked. So it's still uh, on air, so it hasn't ended yet. So maybe it will be a disappointment when it ends, but at least for the six episodes that I watch, it is really cool. Uh, and so this is the show. But for the books, mm, I have two. First is uh, Making Number Count by Chip Heath and Carla Starr. This is the book about how you talk about numbers to uh, others understand you. So and I have one uh, example from this because uh, we often talk about big numbers, like what is a million, what is the billion, and so on. But those are abstract numbers, and we don't really understand the difference. Uh, but if we think that if we change it to time, it becomes like 20 days for a million and 55 years for a billion. And right now, you can feel the difference between those uh, two numbers. So I recommend this book to everyone who talks about numbers with anyone. 
And the second position is uh, Thinking Fast and Slow by uh, Daniel Kahneman. And this is more about how our, our brain works, how we are prone to uh, errors of making some assumptions, how we basically don't understand statistics because our brain is lazy. Uh, but this is really good position. And uh, I can tell it's not like a light read that you do uh, every evening because you have some uh, some free time, uh, but it's worth it to, worth to to go through this book. Awesome, thank you. And uh, I can definitely relate to uh, the numbers. It's quite interesting to dig down into this psychology behind how we understand it and also how. Sometimes I would even say maybe uh, our governments is manipulating the numbers into the storytelling that they would like to uh, they would like to get uh, across. Um, thank you very much for being on the show today, Carol. I think it was very very interesting. I learned a couple of new things, and for you listeners out there, I hope that you did as well, and that you will tune in to uh, the next episode. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure to talk with you about analytics and all the other stuff. <laughs>